Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 132, the one where we don't talk about Ant-Man because neither one of us has seen it. Yes, it's very poor. Is especially for you, yes. Mr. Comic Book Guy. It's especially well. I'm sorry that Marvel decided you, you, you have one job here. <laughs> I'm sorry that Marvel decided to release the film as soon as we got back from vacation. So well, while we, had, we were on vacation, yeah, actually. while we were on vacation, so we had a lot to do and I didn't get to it. But but the two of us are seeing it tomorrow. So yes, that is true. We will we will rectify that and well, talk about it the week after. What up, Jodaya? What up, pa- Passy? What up, Matt White? What up, Smoker? What up, uh, Smoke? His name's just Smoke. What up, Zombie? Hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here. Uh, this is a very special episode, Will. Do you know why? I know that you don't know why. I don't why. know why. Um, this episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Oh! First time anyone has ever brought this episode to people. Yes. Brought this show to somebody. Oh. Uh, Julian says, hi, Bob. Sorry, Will. No love for you. There's never any love for me. <laughs> so, uh, we, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There are a lot. I was not expecting this much. Yeah, me neither. It seemed like a quiet week, but then when I went through the news, I'm like, oh, there's things that I yes. can talk about. And I tried to get it in early to yeah. get through everything. But I, my goal is to read everything first, or at least go through it yeah. so that we don't sit here and read articles the whole time. Because people don't like that. People yeah. also don't like when we Google stuff. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. But um, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. For instance, what are you doing right now? I'm just tweeting out the Wolf. Oh, that's live. very important. Yes. For instance, Nintendo had their financial report, financial earnings call thing that they do every quarter. Right, right. Uh, and it's a big deal every time they do it. Yes. And these uh, game journalist websites... Uh, these game news, games media websites, right? They always post, they always grab things from it mm-hmm. and post them all as individual articles, right? So it's kind of like sneaky. There's no yeah. like one. This is everything that happened in the financial report that doesn't exist, right? It's all these little things. But they do that with E3 too, with the press conferences. They'll be like, there's not one big report. Uh, it's no, like, there is. They there do is. both. They do both. But you know, as it's happening, it'll be like one article. Oh, this was announced. Oh, this was announced. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they do. This is everything that happened. And then they do this, 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 this. Yeah. For the financial report. Because I guess financial report briefing isn't yeah. sexy. But, uh, oh, we got a dollar oh, from um, Ill Dog 13. Ill, is that Ill Dog? It looks like Ill, Ill Dog. I'm going to say it's Ill Dog. AJ saying shareholders meeting, fam. Uh, I've heard it. I think Ars Technica called it. What did they call it? I'm going to go to their article right now. Because they called it a financial... Report. Here we go, Google and stuff again. Yeah, look at us just Google. It's also an investor's. Yeah, meeting. there's a lot of different. I don't. I don't know what. I mean, it's in the actual name is probably in Japanese. Yeah. Um. But AJ did send me the actual. There's a on Nintendo.co.jp. There's a there's a Q and A. Yeah, a, they wrote out the whole Q and A with the shareholders, and there's some in, there is some interesting stuff in there. Yeah, the most notable one that everybody's been talking about is that Nintendo they just they just threw out there they just threw threw it. This is like a like an aside in their little meeting. They're gonna release. They want to release twenty to thirty indie games per week. No matter how how you slice it, that's an insane amount of games yes. per week. Now, yes. guarantee not all of them are going to be heavy hitters. Not all of them are going to be Shovel Knight and stuff. But that's still a lot. 
I'm going to read uh, that question and their answer. Okay. From the shareholder meeting. Uh, the shareholder said, Indie games have become a hot topic recently as games made by small-scale developers around the world with relatively low development costs. How will Nintendo integrate these kinds of games into its future business strategy? Kimishima, the president, yes. said... Offering enjoyable first-party games throughout the, the world will continue to be one of our strengths, but increasing the number of people who make games to be played on Nintendo platforms is also very important for growing our business. That is why we are working to create an environment that makes development easier and simp simplifying the process of publishing games on Nintendo Switch. This has resulted in a large number of people playing an array of indie games on Nintendo Switch. And then Takahashi, who is the old, the old acting president? No, Kimishima was the old acting president. Oh, Takahashi, Takahashi is the, the current president. The current, okay. Yeah, the incoming president. Well, he comes in and says, During the development of the Nintendo Switch, creating a development environment where it would be easy to create games was one of our top priorities. One of the good things to come from this is the large number of indie games, especially in Europe and North America. We do not think of indie games as competition for the large-scale games we develop ourselves. Rather, I think these indie games are what really invigorate Nintendo Switch overall. I was going to say, indie games sound like a very American thing. I don't know if it's because we only see the American ones. Yeah, there, I mean, there is an indie market in Japan, but it's not as big as it is in America. I mean, they're straight up saying... Uh, uh, one of the good things to come from this is the large number of indie games, especially, especially in, Europe. in Europe and North America. Yeah, it is definitely more of a Western thing. I, I think. think it's because in Japanese culture, it's uh, it's looked it, it's 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 looked down upon being independent and like running your own business. Yeah, it it, it looks better if you're part of a big corporation. Like running your own stuff is like very yeah, like that's like not they don't the way like they do things yeah, yeah yeah so I mean yeah, where here have, everybody wants to be independent you yeah know? you do have some like indie studios like when Igarashi left Konami and when Kojima left Konami and, I feel like those like, are forced what do you mean like they were forced to do that well they you know? they wanted to I mean they're independent in the sense that they're not part of like one of the major Japanese gaming companies right. but you know it's they're still bigger. Than say like yacht club games are, or right. even um, who made ukulele? Playtronics, Playtronic. Yes, that sounds yeah. that sounds right. So uh, Igarashi, I remember when they had like this big live stream where they were talking about yeah. uh, uh, Bloodstain. Um, I know Ego Raptor was on it. I don't yeah. remember who else was on it. Uh, Igarashi was talking about how it it's very scary for a Japanese man to leave a big corporation yeah. and start his own stuff. And everybody's like, why are you doing that? That's so stupid. You're an idiot. Yeah. You know, you look like an idiot. So, uh, but anyway, Tanaka, who's, who's that? I should know Tanaka? this. Well, you look it up while I right. We started working with indie developers during the Wii U generation. What, everybody remember Meme Run? Susumu for Tanaka, Senior Executive Officer. Ah, we started working on Wii U generation. For Nintendo Switch, we set up a development environment that supports Unity middleware. Interesting. Which is used on smartphones and other platforms. Yeah, the, the Unity engine. The Wii U supported I've Unity. I've never heard it. 
described as middleware, but that makes sense. I think that's technically engines are middleware. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting that it said which is used on smartphones and other platforms because they're drawing the connection between smartphones and the Nintendo Switch. Well, right you, there. you know, Unity is like that's supposed to be an engine you can literally use on anything. Right. So somebody who has like, because most indie developers go to smartphones first, so you can easily take your smartphone game and move it to whatever platform you want. Right. Um, we also we are also actively engaging with indie developers at video game focused shows and other events in different regions. We also had a Nintendo booth at the Bit Summit indie game event held in Kyoto. I didn't know that was a thing, where we showcased some games. Some of the indie games already released have gone on to become million sellers worldwide. In the future, we are looking to release around 20 to 30 indie games on Nintendo Switch per week, and we definitely expect to see some great games among them. That's the yeah. pull quote everybody's been yeah. saying. Now, Kimishima came in with a little last-minute sentence. We are currently working towards reaching one uh, 1,500 software titles developed for the Nintendo for Nintendo platforms using Unity, specifically Unity. Right. I think that will give you an idea of how much it has grown. What does it has grown? Is that referring to? I think people just, using Unity or people using people being people making indie, indie games? games probably both i guess he's uh, he's saying it, unity yeah. is is an indie just game. the idea of like indie games like on a nintendo platform because remember like at the tail end of the wii into the wii u reggie famously said like you know we want to work with developers who actually have an office like that was one of their requirements <laughs> for developing for nintendo like you needed an office right. building a lot of indie developers here working out of their garage right that's so true. so yeah nintendo's come a long way from being like you know you're not real game developers to please put your stuff on our platform. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the the best thing you can do is just open your doors and make it as easy as possible to develop for your platform. Yeah. And the Switch is trying. Yeah. The only downfall is that it's weak. But for a portable, it's not. Right. And I, that, that's why you have people like Panic Button. Yeah. Who are, and they're not an indie developer no. anymore anyway. But... All these big publishers are like, hey, Panic Button, could you just toss our stuff on the Switch? Yeah. That's why we have Warframe coming yes. now. Made by, uh, the, the Panic Button did Doom, right? Did Doom, they did Wolfenstein. Yeah. Now they're doing... They, they did also no, did... Uh, they did another game before They did Rocket that. League. That was it, yeah, Rocket yeah. League. I think they did one other one? I'm they not did. sure. They did. I know that they did. Uh, I also get them confused with Big Red Button. Yeah. Who did uh, Sonic Boom. Boom, yeah. But... You have a development studio whose sole purpose is to port things to the Switch. Yes. That's kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. And they're not even doing it for any developers. They're doing it for big guys. I mean, you could consider uh, uh, Psyonics. They used to be indie before they came out with Rocket League yeah. and destroyed everybody I mean, they're still it. pretty indie for the most part. Yeah, except that they make like billions of dollars. Yeah. We got a couple Super Chats. We did. Slurply donated two... Aussies. Yes. And said, hope you boys are behaving yourselves. Never are. Nope. Never are. Thing. Nick donated $5. Oh. Said, this is an apology for terrifying you on the street like two weeks ago. <laughs> it was the last thing I expected. Man was high out of his face. Oh. <laughs> so so yeah. I throw that out there. But it was a great time. He nice. called me right before I went to go see the matches. It was a great show. <laughs> uh, Slurply donated another five... Um, Audibles and <laughs> said, "You need a balance between 
flooding the eShop with trash and some decent indie games worth buying. This is a very good point because a lot of people are concerned that the eShop is, you know, it's putting out a lot of indie games, but there's a concern that it could quickly become Steam where it's just filled with garbage. So to find anything good, you like really have to dig. I have an unpopular opinion about that. Okay. I think the floodgate should be open, be wide open. Put anything you want on the switch because you don't you want that barrier you don't want there to be a big barrier to entry there are great games that get denied because of the weird hoops you got to jump through right however it is on nintendo to curate the e-shop yes to make it so that the good stuff is in, is easy to see yes. it's in the front curation is like very important the problem is though if you open up the floodgates to everybody you're gonna you know get so much content in that curation is going to become very hard. Yeah, it's a difficult problem yeah. that Nintendo has to deal with. You know, <laughs> the eShop already is isn't like the Nintendo has a really bad problem with uh, UI. Yes, their UI. Yeah, their their eShop's not laid out and very UX. well. Yeah. Um, so that they already have a problem there, mm -hmm. but they have to make it. That that's this is in a perfect world. The floodgates should be open, and they should just do a really good job of curating it. Yes. You also don't want it to end up being like a like a. I know you said uh, Steam, Steam, yeah. but also Android phones and you know the App Store. Yeah. Everything's just garbage. Um, we are already seeing a lot of mobile games just being farted onto the Switch that don't deserve to be there. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, two dollars. Can't wait for the new quote virtual console. Yeah, the uh, Nintendo Online yes. service. There, there were some questions during the investor meeting. I saw something. I didn't, I didn't read it. What did it, what did it say, Robert? Oh, uh, let's see if I can. What was that? The oh wait, there's one right after it. That's about the paid online service, oh, which we can talk about. Regarding Switch, these these investors pulled no punches. Yeah, they were very. Some of these mm -hmm. sound very rude. <laughs> Regarding Nintendo Switch Online being a paid service, there are still only a few titles for Nintendo Switch that are primarily played online. I'd like to jump in here and say that's because there's no Switch Online. Yeah. Anyway, I assume that online play becoming a paid service will have an ad adverse effect on the number of users in games like Splatoon 2. So could you explain the factors that went into your decision to monetize online features? I'd like to jump in once again in Nintendo's defense, say every other freaking console makes you pay. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> They're leaving money on the table. Kimishima says, Nintendo Switch Online will allow individual users to participate in com competitive and cooperative online play for 300 yen for one month and 2,400 yen for one year. Uh, that's $20 American. I mean, well, they're selling it for $20 American. I don't know what the conversion is. They will also be able to use a smart device application in which you can meet up with your friends in the online lounge and use voice chat during online play, play their favorite NES games online, and back up their save data so they will be ready in case anything happens to it. We want to further improve the content for services... Uh, such as those you mentioned to make it worth paying for. That's my biggest defense of them charging. Right. They want to improve the content for services such as the ones you mentioned. So right now, the online situation on the Switch is garbage. Yes. So if my $20 a year is going towards making it better, fine. 
fine. I'll pay $60 a year. I don't care. There's another question further down. Uh, how are you planning to spread awareness about Nintendo Switch Online becoming a paid service? Will you do something using existing titles or do you have something planned in Nintendo Switch Online itself? Please explain to whatever extent you are able to share. And then Takahashi says, we should be able to give you a little more information as we get closer to the official launch in September. Our aim is to provide cut, uh, consumers with uh, with variety of ways to play and the ability to use the system in a more convenient way. I will have I will have to ask for your patience until we are ready to discuss any further details. Was that the last one? That was the very last one. Uh, yes. Yeah. That that was another article I saw spun out. Yeah. Nintendo has more to announce with Switch Online, but they didn't Duh, announce anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- there is no. Oh wait, they said. As we get close to the official launch in September. Okay. Yeah. So we know it's happening in September. Yeah. I thought I was up in the air still, but apparently it's coming out in September. That's very good. Yes. That's also very yes. soon. Yes. It's only two months away. I'm assuming it's going to be the end of September. Probably. Also, uh, they did note again about the NES games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that right after they talked about the app, though, which scares me a little bit. Uh, Kimishima said... Um, they will also be able to use a smart device application in which you can meet up with your friends in the online lounge and use voice chat during online play, comma, play their favorite NES games. Oh, so yeah, that's a separate thing. And, oh, play their favorite NES games online. That's that's cool. Yeah. And back up their saved data so they will be ready in case anything happens to it. Was that previously announced? What? The, the backing up the saved data? Yeah. To the okay. cloud. That's a big deal. Yeah. Because Lord knows we need it. Yeah. I'm worried about, like, I'm going to run out of space on my SD card. I'm going to need a way yeah. to back all that stuff the up. Thing, yeah, just remember, the backing up is cloud save only. Like, you still can't back it up to another SD card or anything like that. What? Remember when they announced this a while ago, people were complaining that the only way to back up your save data is to the cloud. And you have to pay for it. Whereas every other system has at least one free method of backing up your save oh, data. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm going to pay for it anyway, yeah, so I don't care. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> BLC with two Canadian sloops. Should I get Celeste Golf Story or Mushroom War 2? I'm, I'm, there's been an influx of people asking me what, they sh- what games they should buy. Well, what games should they buy? I mean, out of all these Celeste. But you got to look at them. What games do you want? Right. People love Golf Story. I yeah. haven't played Golf Story because, I mean, I like golf games. But it's also an RPG. Right. And I like games like Celeste way better. Yeah. But that's up to you, buddy. I got plenty of videos talking about all those things. Yeah. Uh, and Marco with five actual real God bless wet. American dollars. <laughs> says, definitely agree with Bob. Thanks so much. Uh, the gate should be open, but Nintendo needs a rating system. If they aren't going to weed out the trash, let us do it. Yes, I think a rating system is good. I don't know about letting us curate the whole. Yeah, that can be shop. abused very quickly. Yeah, yeah that's that's like news. you ever read Amazon reviews? They're either five stars or one. Yeah, that's it. That and people troll. Yeah, you know, if so. when Call of Duty inevitably comes out on the Switch, it's just gonna get a one. Yeah, and yeah. you'll never be able to find it. Uh, Keiju Hero says, "When are you gonna?" come on the spawn cast again uh when i'm free on a friday i guess that's spawn waves yeah um 
executor says, what's that thing behind Detective Pikachu and beside the plant? Oh, that Mega is a, a super fighting robot. That is Mega Man. Mega Man. X. No, it isn't. Regular Mega Man. <laughs> um, fake nerd, fake fan. Uh, uh, he's doing a charge shot, man. Well, yeah, you can do that in four. I know, I know, but it's not like... The green charge shot is iconically Mega Man. Is X. that better? He's not doing yes, the charge shot. Yes, yes. Um, that thing I saw it at a comic shop for like eighty-five dollars. What? And then it was at Comic Con for like thirty-five. I was like, hell yeah, Jeez. I want this. Of course, I want this. Um. Oh, Fred just dropped my playlist for Switch videos. Thank you. I have a lot of game recommendation videos. Yeah, watch them. What else about this thing, about this uh, presser Presser? do we want to talk about? There was a good one about Labo. Oh, yeah. I, I okay. just... This is a long one, but... Yeah. Uh, you set a goal for selling 20 million hardware units and 100 million software units for the Nintendo Switch for the fiscal year ending in March 2019. I don't think that's too outlandish. No, I don't They're think... They're well that... on their way to 20 million. Yeah, units. that's not going to be a problem. This guy says, how does the current situation compare to your estimate? Additionally, one reason given for the recent drop in share price is the report that Nintendo Labo has been selling poorly. Could you share your thoughts on this? Also, another aside. I didn't put this as a story, even though this is pretty big news. But um, after E3, uh, pre-order... Actually, I think we talked about this already. Pre-orders for... um, Pokemon and uh, people were buying the Switch. Then pre-orders for Pokemon and for Smash Brothers like skyrocketed. Oh yeah, we did talk about this. Yeah, yeah. And this is according to GameStop. Yeah. And the reason is because of E3. Right. However, what we didn't talk about at the same time, Nintendo's uh, stock prices went down. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. The stock market makes no it sense. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> people do the opposite. Of what they should. Yeah. It, it boggles my mind. And that... I, I think the share prices went down because... Um, they... People didn't think it was enough games. I think it's because Pokemon was really... They, they announced it the week yeah. before. Also... Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, they, they said... I think they said they... they that, that the 20 million hardware units was too many. Or that or something like that, they changed their uh, their estimate. Yeah. Or Kimishima said it's going to be difficult to hit that. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, and that made people freak out for no reason. But anyway, to this Kimishima, did I say the Labo part already? Yeah, Labo is selling poorly. Yes. Okay. Kimishima says our sales target for the Nintendo Switch hardware and software during this fiscal year will not be an easy challenge to meet, but we are putting all our efforts into doing just that. If you look at our software lineup for the fiscal year that we showed at E3, you can see a relative trend that the titles that resonate most with consumers are concentrated towards the the latter half. That is why I think the Nintendo Switch Hardware sells during the fiscal year will be slightly different from in the last. A simple comparison of hardware units sold during the first quarter of the fiscal year might not look as good as the units sold during this period in the prior fiscal year. However, this is something we expected, so this shift is well within expectations when looking at our software lineup for the entire fiscal year. Like, no duh, the holidays are going to be big. 
Like, like, who are you kidding? Yeah. Anyway, he goes on. And on the topic of Labo, we are grateful for the tremendous response we have received from all kinds of places even prior to its launch. On the other hand, I see it as characteristically different from the titles we have released up until now, and therefore the sales route and the flow until it reaches consumers also differs from other games. We anticipate the parents will purchase it for their children, for example, which polite, uh, potentially requires a, an opportunity to make a purchase like a birthday, Christmas, or summer break. That is why we are currently focused on making sure that consumers fully understand the appeal of the product. What that means is that the way we are selling Nintendo Labo is not like traditional games, where they sell well upon initial release and then sales numbers gradually decrease. Instead, we hope Nintendo Labo becomes a topic of interest for all kinds of people. And when an increased number of people want it and a certain time uh, and a certain time comes to make purchases, they will buy it. Furthermore, regarding sales channels, we do not necessarily think that the types of retailers who generally sell a lot of games are also the most well-suited for selling Nintendo Labo, which is something we are keenly aware of when working to promote the product. He's completely right in the fact that you can't sell Labo in the way you sell a traditional game because it's not a traditional game. No. It's it's more Cardboard. akin to... <laughs> it, no, it's more akin to like a Lego set than anything else. So it would make the most sense to sell it. I mean, there are no toy stores anymore, but like that's the kind of place where you would sell like a thing like Labo and sell it well. Yeah, you know? uh, a noodle kadoodle, noodle, if you will. Definitely noodle kadoodle. I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure. I don't have any evidence to back this up, but I'm pretty sure that Labo is selling exactly as much as they predicted. Right. I'm pretty sure they knew all of this already. Yeah. That that it was a specialty item, and that first it's educational also yeah like i i don't think the main goal for that is to roll in the money you know you got yeah, no. pokemon and smash brothers for that and yeah mario and zelda yeah plus all the things are made out of cardboard so that can't cost that much to make yeah i mean the argument to that is that they charge a million dollars for it but that million dollars is for the software yeah. anyway dark type official with five dollar super chat i'll be listening to you guys but i'm mowing my yard Will would Man appreciate my you. Own heart. <laughs> also, thoughts on Crash Bandicoot if you have played it, because it's amazing. You were playing it on the plane. I got a code. I yes. stole it. Thank you very much. It's okay. <laughs> uh, game isn't good. No. Sorry, everybody. No. <laughs> I'm not just. I'm not saying the the port to the Switch isn't good. It's yeah. a great port. Crash Bandicoot ain't that good of a game. Sorry, everybody who grew up with Crash Bandicoot. It's really not like my biggest problem. I mean, well. Uh, the the biggest glaring problem while I played, I only played like the first couple levels up to the boss. Yeah. The boss fight, I was sitting there trying to twirl into him, yeah. and I kept dying. I was like, "Why is this happening? Why is this happening?" You have to jump on his head. Oh. But the game up until then teaches you that everything you twirling did, yeah. into boss, twirling into enemies is fine. Yeah. I didn't know you could even jump on people's heads. Yeah. I didn't know this was Mario. Also, there's pits that. A lot of it is depth of field. Yeah. And there's pits that are hidden up past your depth of It's just, there's a lot of like, boom, you're dead. And then yeah. you have to learn from it. And there's a lot of that. And that's just how Crash Bandicoot is. Yeah. Whatever. I almost streamed it, but I didn't. Uh, Executor says, speaking of Shovel Knight, when is King of Cards coming out? That should be soon. That's the new DLC. Okay. Which I have to play. I have to. I haven't played any of the DLC. 
Have you ever played Shovel Knight, nope. period? Nope, never have. How? I know I should. How is that possible? It's possible. It will be one of your favorite Switch games, I uh, guarantee probably. you. It's only like 15 bucks for I, the regular one. Right. One day. Not today. It's very good. Uh, Diego says you can sell Labo at places like Target and Walmart. Uh, they I, do. Yeah, you can buy it. Yeah. But they sell it in the video game section. They sell it in the toy section. That would be more applicable to something like Labo. Right, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Well, it's like right next to I it. know. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm sure there's other great things in this report. Yeah. But we have a lot more that we got to talk about. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend checking out the report. I'll put it in the description after the podcast, but for now, I will put it in the chat. Uh, it's on nintendo.co.jp, and it's in English for some reason. Yeah. Um, but it's a very it's a very good read if you're into if you're interested in this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And then there's other articles that talk about it. Like this uh, Nintendo Life said, uh, Nintendo talks maintaining momentum and more announcements coming this year. Uh, but like no duh. Yeah. Like of course. He says we have been putting forth our best effort to be ready to release information to consumers at the appropriate time. We are not yet at the point where we can announce our entire product lineup, including the products that we will be released during the holiday season. Ooh, so there's a lot more going on this holiday season. We are aiming to sell 20 million units during this fiscal year, the second year since the launch of the... Yeah, we know all this, right? And then they talk about... Pokemon and yeah. Smash Brothers. We plan to use this robust lineup, including popular titles that were already released prior to the last fiscal year to maintain and increase the momentum we have with Nintendo Switch for the holiday season, which is the most significant period for sales. We'll communicate more detailed information to consumers at a later date. Yeah, so that's all stuff we already knew, Yeah, which was they made a whole article about for some reason. Uh, I guess when you're a games journalist, you find something like this and just rip it apart. Yeah, usually. <laughs> I mean, what you know what? That's what we did. Yeah. So, can't really complain. Um, we got a lot more to talk about. Yes. But first, you already know, this episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Yes, Dollar Shave Club. The place you, don't, you don't have an ad I read. don't have an ad ready for it. No, <laughs> You're going to like you have an ad ready. I didn't. I listen, I've watched enough podcasts to, to put together <laughs> okay, do the Dollar Shave do Club. Okay, do it. Do one. Dollar Shave Club is, is the number one shaving uh, subscription service in America where you can subscribe and get... Uh, razor blade sent to your door for only a few bucks a month. You can get high quality products like Dr. Carver shave butter, the one, the one white Charlie butt whites, and many different kinds of blades, including the executor, the something else, and another one. There's <laughs> this two is blades, actually perfect. Two, there's a two blade model, a four blade model, and a six blade model. I believe is the I don't the big know one. I don't know. So for you to for you to get your razors, go to DollarShaveClub.com/slash/wolf. And enter the promo code. <laughs> <laughs> enter the promo code Wolf to get yep. your free trial, some uh, a percentage <laughs> off for you know whatever. And insert it here. <laughs> Thank you. However, there's no ad read. We're playing a video, <laughs> <laughs> so all of that. That's all true. You nailed it. That was perfect. I like guys. I've watched enough podcasts to know they're only paying us to play this video. All right, <laughs> so we're playing a video, and we're back. So, so what? No, you go. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I, I was gonna say. So there you go. DollarShaveClub.com. <laughs> 
Slash Wolf. Yeah, Slash Wolf. Actually, uh, go to the link in the description and watch the full video. So that was a 30-minute snippet that you didn't see. No. It's a guy who looks exactly <laughs> like me. And I don't know if they picked it because he looks like me, but he looks exactly like me with glasses. I mean, they probably did. He put. It's about getting ready. Yeah. It's about how we all have different ways to get ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. And this guy puts duct tape on his nipples and rips them off. I also have hairy nipples. Did they know this about me? Probably. I mean, they probably. I mean, dude, come on. They probably took one look at us <laughs> and were like, "Oh yeah, these guys are hairy." Did you see the? I, I re- also retweeted their, the video in, right. on my Twitter. Did you see it at all? No, I didn't see it. It's a four. It's like a four-minute video of a bunch of different people getting ready. It's pretty good. It's a yeah. pretty good video. I, re- I highly recommend watching. it. Remember their first ever ad campaign? Yeah, it was just like the president or whatever, like he's walking in the warehouse. He's, he's in, in all. The video. He's in all yeah. there. Yeah. So it's a good video. Mm-hmm. Recommend to watch. Um, all we had to do was promote the video. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know what, Dollar Shave Club. I don't even know if the Slash Wolf still works, but I'm pretty sure it does. Uh, Meowzy says Will's was way better. Thank you. <laughs> Diane Andy said, "Well, at least it wasn't long." <laughs> I hope. Listen, I know people are like, "Oh, you sell out," you know. Yeah. Whatever. I hope we get a lot more stuff like that. Yes, <laughs> yes. I would love to sell out and make up. Commercials for ads on the spot. Smoke Jaguar is mad because I have YouTube Red, so I could avoid ads. Not this one. Nope. Too bad. Or skip ahead 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, Michael says, but what if you're shaving and there's your nipple and then you're shaving and then no more nipple? <laughs> and you got bigger problems. That's why the duct tape. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We got a lot to talk about. Yes. Go to the description, watch that full video later. Uh, here's a weird thing that was floating around the subreddit and whatnot for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, some guy mocked up what he would like the Switch user interface to look like. Oh, it's and nice. Every No, it's not. <laughs> Everybody thinks this looks cool. It doesn't look cool. This Switch user interface mock-up has us longing for more features. Okay, you think this looks nice. What about it? Um, well, I like how it's got, you know, you go you select the game and it's got all these different options right underneath it. But kind of like the way the PS4 does it. Mm-hmm. I like how it clearly labels um the GameCube games and the SNES games. I like how they moved the you know, the news, the pictures and all that to the top. So okay. that, you know, it's not in the way of everything else. It was on the bottom before. Yeah. But now if you have, you know, all this information for the game, moving it to the top makes sense. You know, because when you're looking at the Switch, you're most likely not going to be looking at the top row because that's, you know, where all the ancillary stuff is. So, I got a lot of problems. Okay. Please. Ma- mainly, a lot of crap. There you don't is, need any of this crap. There is a lot. I love the Switch user interface. Mm-hmm. It's like the only user interface I think they did good. There's some things you could change, but yeah. for the most part, the Switch user interface is the best Nintendo user interface I've seen. Right. Um, there seems to be a big focus on news here. Yeah. Why do you... I'm never going to look at that. <laughs> Unless there's like a new DLC, then maybe show me that. But like, I don't need this. You got three, you got three news articles. I don't yeah. need that. Also, the whole pull-down thing. Yeah. You press start to do that. 
It like opens up the menu yeah. for that game or X or something. It opens up the menu for the game. So just do that. You know, I like that clean look much better. Right. Uh, I do like the call out for GameCube and uh, yeah. Super Nintendo. That's cool, but you know, that's something we might end up seeing right. eventually. My biggest problem is I mean that's really the only two changes here are the the biggest ones are mm-hmm. the news and the pull down. Which I think you don't need that. I think right. it's completely useless. But Nintendo Life says the Switch user interface often... I'll just skip the first paragraph. It has to be said there is something smooth and sleek about the Switch's current minimalist design. I agree. Uh, With the only real options being light and dark themes, the whole interface is left incredibly uncluttered to the point where the the games themselves really catch the eye. And I think the games themselves should be the focus. Right. Having said that, we can't help but long for more features and other goodies that could be implemented onto the screen. The mock-up, which has been shared online by Twitter user NGameTheCube, that's a pretty cool name, shows a handy way to see in, in-game achievements. Oh, that's another thing that's added. Oh, it's... Which still don't exist on Nintendo platforms. Additionally, information about your friends access to extra info on the titles that you own in one convenient place and even a lovely icon design for virtual console tech blah 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 yeah, there's also a, a music and a tv for like media which is cool because i've always said if they can add more media features to it this would be the one tablet i bring instead of bringing this and my kindle so it sounds like the focus here is on features that we don't quite have yet. Correct. Not so much the UI. Yeah. So for, for the cluttered UI, I'm not on board. Right. For the features that this guy has in his little wish list, I'm on board. Right. And I don't mind the way he implemented them, like for the little TV thing. Yeah. Like going up, with, yeah, yeah. yeah put, just, it, put it where the other stuff, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Tapping that for Hulu and Netflix instead of having little apps in line with your games would be better. Achievement, achievements, I'm also on board. Mm-hmm. I'm also on board with that. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's it for this. Uh, other features people want are folders. Yes, because once you, it's just one big line, and yeah. I'm getting too many games now, so that's might be a problem. Uh, Eric says I wouldn't mind it, but maybe a little less stuff on screen. I do want Nintendo achievements though. So yeah, the features are good. Yes. Oh, also. Uh, Jack says we need customizable wallpapers and custom UI colors. A lot of people want customizable wallpapers. I don't see the appeal. I do, but it would clash with Nintendo's what Nintendo is trying to do with the design they have, I think. Well, people are just going to put porn. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, every background I have to every screen I have is Batman themed. Is porn. Is I thought porn. you going to say is porn. No, it's it's <laughs> Batman themed, so like I would just do the same with my Switch. Right. So, so, but like, I feel like because they have like a specific orange that like for the icons when you select them and all that. So I feel like anything you put, it would have to be in line with Nintendo's, you know, preset features. Early on, I did see a guy who did a very good job showing what it would look like with custom wallpapers because he he just added like a cool drop shadow against all all the icons and changed the colors like Mm -hmm. very slightly so that it worked really well and that was cool that's a good idea added like a stroke to all the text and stuff that was smart um yeah everybody's just gonna put porn when i worked at gamestop there was one guy who kept buying vitas and then trading them in 
and just floated him up with hentai. <laughs> just loaded the whole thing up. I guess he was hoping like other people would buy them yeah. and probably kids and get hentai. Like he was like, that just seems up. expensive. <laughs> yeah. But a, a lot of people would buy stuff, trade it in and then buy it used because yeah. they like need the money now. And then when they get the money, they'll buy it. Like, but they, it's counterintuitive. Yeah. But they would do it over and over again. Right, right. And it's unclear if this was one of those guys or if he was a guy who was trying to get people to buy his hentai. Right. Anyway, eventually yep. the store had to be like, hey. Knock it off. Stop giving us porn-filled yeah. Vitas. We also got a $2 from Burgundy Burnouts. Bob still looks like Willy Wonka. So distracting. Give it a week. And then I won't anymore, okay? I don't know. I, I want everybody who tells me I look like Willy Wonka to be perma-banned from this chat. You see, growing up... Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Names, as a child named William, was very hard for me. Willy. People used to call you yes, Willy. Yes, people still do. So growing up with that name and being bullied and harassed, called Willy Wonka and Free Willy. I never I was forgot. Bob the Builder, okay? So I feel your pain. Mm -hmm. All right, I was Willy Wonka for longer than you were Bob the Builder because Bob the Builder came out much later. You also no? Yes. No. Yes, no. I was. Yes. When did Bob the Builder? I was in like elementary school and I was being called Bob the Builder. Also, you had long hair, so when Willy Wonka had long hair, that was a problem. No, Willy Wonka always had long hair. Both uh, versions. Really? Yeah. Gene Wilder. Yeah, but the the. Uh, the what's his name? Johnny Depp. The Johnny Depp one. Well, my my long hair was never like a styled in that particular way a bob yeah bob the builder debuted in 1998 so yeah you were still in elementary school yep there you go yep i mean it's still i was i was nine point is i'm finally happy that you're now being called will Wonka <laughs> and i'm not anyway um what else should we do? We, there's a lot of Switch stuff. There's a lot of Switch stuff. But I want to talk about this because it's it's. we'll get off Switch for a minute and we'll come back onto it. Okay. This is a big controversy that I want to talk about that was going on. I don't know if you know about this. The Guild Wars situation? Yes. You do know about yes, this? Did you read into it? Yes. Okay. Um, so our Arena Net folded like a cheap card table says fired Guild Wars 2 writer. Uh, I'm not going to read the Polygon article. Yeah. I don't know why I opened it. I'm going to read the Twitter conversation between that got her fired. Right. So this is a writer for Guild Wars. Uh, I forgot her name. Jessica Price. Jessica Price. And I'm going to try my best to pull up the, the whole Twitter thread because it's, it's quite a mess. This whole story yeah, is a whole, mess. The whole thing's... But you know what? I took the time to read all of it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, so... Jessica Price tweeted, Since I spent all kinds of time saying it on a Reddit AMA, I, and I haven't talked about actual game dev on Twitter in a while, here's a thread about writing for the PC character in an MMO. The dirty secret uh, is I'm not sure if it's possible to make an MMORPG or CRPG. What's a CRPG? Computer RPG? I think so. Uh, character compelling. So I'm not sure if uh, if it's possible to make an MMO character compelling because people have different opinion uh, expectations about what that character will be as opposed to a pre-designed character in a single-player game. 
People booting up Bioshock know they're getting they're playing Jack. People starting Dishonored know they're playing Corvo. People beginning Tomb Raider know they're playing Laura Croft. So in those games, you have more wiggle room to make the protagonist an actual character. Whereas in an RPG, where the player chooses all kinds of different of character options and names their character and designs their face and so on, they feel more ownership over the character. They're not playing a character you d designed, they're playing a character they designed. So if Jack or Laura or Corvo says or does something the character doesn't feel that they would say or do, the player's more forgiving because they have the expectation that they're piloting the character someone else created. Um, and there's a lot more that she says, but yeah. that's the gist. Like, I get it. Right. It's more, she's saying that she's not sure if it's possible to make a compelling, uh, MMO character, which is, I think, extreme to say that. Right. But I get it. She's frustrated because it is hard. I can imagine yeah. it's hard to yeah. do that. Uh, so, so yeah, she's just, you know, making a, she's just making a statement, a simple statement. That's right. Pretty obvious. Um, and this guy who is apparently a YouTuber jumps in here. His name's Deroir, D-E-R-O-I-R. Right. Gaming. Really interesting thread to read. And then the okay face mm -hmm. or the, or the, or yeah. the meme. Yeah. Uh, however, allow me to disagree slightly with stars. I don't believe the issue lies in the MMORPG genre itself, as your wording seemingly suggests. I believe the issue lies in the constraints of the living story's narrative design. When you want the outcome to be the same across the board for all players' experiences, then yes, by design you are extremely limited in how you can construct the person uh, personality of the PC. But... If instead players were given the option to meaningfully express their character through branching dialogue options, which are which also aren't just on the checklist for an achievement that forces you through all dialogue options, then perhaps players would be more invested in the role-playing aspect of the particular MMORPG. Nonetheless, I appreciate your insightful thread. Um, to which... So that was pretty tame, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Price says, "Thanks for trying to tell me what to do. What to what? Ah, thanks for trying to tell me what to we do internally, my dude." Basically, she's saying, "Thank you for telling me how to do my job." Yeah, which I also think isn't that uh, crazy of a response, right? I think she's just like, "All right, I know what I'm doing." Yeah, you know? yeah, which is uh, fair. And then he responds with another like, "Oh, she said he says you getting mad at me of uh, my." obvious attempt at creating a dialogue and discussion with you instead of just replying that I am wrong or otherwise correct me in my false assumptions is really just disheartening for me. You do you though. I'm sorry if it offended. I'll, I'll leave you to it. Um, and then she also quote tweeted it, but I don't have the quote tweet here. Do you have it? At uh, all? I do not, but I, I'll try to read it. Yeah. I'll try to pull it up here. Uh, Trying to disagree, blah, blah. Is this it? Oh, I got it. She said, this is, this is the, the whole, where the catalyst is. She says, today in being a female game dev, allow me, a person who does not work with you, explain to you how to do your job. So now it becomes a mansplaining situation. Yes. 
And now Jessica Price has been fired from from working well, on Guild Wars. Well, because she followed up with like the next rando asshat who attempts to explain the concept of branching dialogue to me as if you know. Having worked in the game narrative for an effing decade, I have never heard of it, is getting insta-blocked PSA. The asshat part is what got her fired. Yes. She called uh, an obvious fan an asshat. Yes. And she got like fired the next day. She got called yeah. into the office of um, her acting manager. It wasn't even like yeah. above her. It was like somebody, because her like boss was on vacation. So the yeah. guy who was there said, get the hell out. You're fired. Yeah. Much. And then somebody who was like defending her. Also got fired. Yes. So another person got fired. Yes. Whole situation is ridiculous. Yes. Everything was done wrong in the situation. Yes. Uh, she should not have been fired. No. I don't think so no. at all. She no, should have, I don't think so. If they had a problem, they should have said, maybe don't Reprimanded call. maybe. Yeah. Not fired. Maybe don't call our fans asshats. Yes. Like pull, reel it in a little bit. Yes. But she should not have been fired. Mm-hmm. This dude who came... who. Tried to, was the mansplainer. Yes, I don't think he did anything wrong, but I. The hilarity to me is him. If he clearly tried to make that tweet in a way that wouldn't offend her. Yes, he knew he was he was dancing on thin ice. There, he was like, yeah. How can I word this so she won't rip me apart? Yeah, it's very clear he spent a long time trying to format mm-hmm. that. That's why it starts off with him going uh, one of three, but then became one of four. That and also he's like, uh, I got to pull it back up again. It starts with him like reeling back. Really interesting thread to read. Okay, emoji. However, allow me to disagree slightly. And then he goes into it. That's like, that's like, hey, that part, it's like, okay, I know this is going to be annoying. So the hilarity to me is, let me spend a long time trying to figure out how to say this without offending anybody. Yeah. And then he just gets dunked on, you know, and then causes this whole firestorm yeah. that's all over Polygon and Kotaku. So, how could he have worded that to not start a firestorm? I don't think he could have. Yeah? Unless he said, may I ask a question? And no. then tried to... I think that's just as bad. I think the only thing... He, I think maybe just saying, I don't believe the issue is lies and MMORPGs are on themselves... If he just dumps into that, but then she just probably would have ignored him. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there really was no way to do it. It becoming a gender issue is strange. I could imagine that, uh, you know, women who work in something like game dev, they probably get stuff like this a lot. Yeah. I get, I don't know if you get stuff, but I get stuff, you know, people like when I complain about YouTube. People are like, yeah. oh, you should do this, and it's like you don't, you don't do YouTube. You don't know anything. I've I've gotten that a couple times. The other yeah. day, uh, one of my friends was like, I was talking about something, and he was like, you got to be on you on Instagram TV because this this. I'm like, I know I do, but you know I, yeah. I have a lot of other priorities right now. And he's like, all you have to do is take the videos and just for, format them differently. And I was like, okay, you do that for me. He's like, all right, I'll just take them and flip them. And I'm like, no, then you don't know anything. If you're gonna take the Instagram video and flip it, you don't know anything. Yeah immediate shutdown don't tell me how to do my job yeah i'd imagine that women in a position like that get it, it, it's get it harder worse. too yeah because you know they have to try that much harder to prove themselves that they're just as good if not better than the and in a male-dominated industry and here comes along some guy who doesn't work in the industry being like excuse me but again i don't think he's trying to mansplain i don't think he's doing it intentionally. no i, I it's just it, like it, 
the way he worded it in the beginning is like, I'm let me. How can I make this as nice as possible? Yeah, to open up a dialogue, mm-hmm. and it it backfired completely. Yeah. But anyway, um, the whole situation's dumb. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest uh, offender here is Arena Net. Yeah. The people who make Guild Wars for firing her for pretty much no reason. No, absolutely. Um, I don't think the YouTuber did anything really that wrong. No, he. I don't think she did either, though. Yeah. Maybe she called him an asshat. But even still, like that, you can you get reprimanded for that. You slap you, on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. You make it explicitly clear what you can and cannot do in social media when responding to consumers and then you move on from there yes 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 because she was told when she signed on that she would be able to say whatever she wants right maybe they should have been like don't insult people yeah um trying to see what the chat has to say about this i would imagine people have many opinions on this because it was all over twitter the other day Mm -hmm. uh people are just upset about my hair really yeah, if it's uh, hmm. uh, Bob Marley says, "Did you talk about the twenty games per week already?" Yes, that was in yep. the very beginning of the show. Rewind, bro. Uh, Slick J says there was some Twitter tirade between a game dev and oh, he's telling somebody else what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Dev is female, so she turned it into a gender issue. That is a very, that is a very harsh summary. Yeah, <laughs> I suggest you rewind and watch the whole yeah. thing and form your own opinions. Um, there's a lot of nuances to this story, and it got like, it, it's just like everything in our messed up world. It got divided into two sides. Yeah, people who took way too many extremes. I think there's a very clear middle line. Right. That. Nobody, you know, nobody walks the middle line. Right. You're either on one side or the other like, side. Like, what happened isn't a... Nothing bad happened. Yeah. The only bad thing is that ArenaNet fired her where she, when she probably should have just gotten a slap on the yeah. wrist. Me Trying says, he should have been more straightforward. It just sounds condescending the way it is. I kind of agree. Yeah. I think the whole, like, may I please jump in here and yeah. tip my hat while I tell you how to do your... Like, that... Yeah. He should have yeah, no, just there's de- said There's it. definitely a better way to have worded that. Yeah, he Absolutely. should have just said it. Yeah. And when people say... When I have an opinion and people disagree with me, and their opinion is dumb, yeah. <laughs> I just ignore it, you know? But again, I'd imagine people tell women how to do their job more than a, yeah. a man, you know? But that... I mean, I don't know, because I'm a man. Yes. I'm a white, cis male straight don't forget that cis cis just means you identify as the oh gender. damn it yeah straight i'm sorry i don't know anything why See, i don't know anything yeah you got you were so not woke i need a man to explain it to me <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right we're done with that yeah um i am hot today wink to the camera there's a, there's a joke in there, but I, I can't make it. We right have now. so much more to plow. We through have right a lot now. to plow through. Um, and it's ten o'clock. Yeah, I know. God, there's so okay. Uh, do right. we want to do a switch thing? Uh, f- do you want to switch it up and do something else? Well, we already did. Let's do a switch thing, then we'll go to another thing, and then All we'll right. do no switch thing. Let's talk about. Uh, we already talked about Nintendo has more titles to share before launch. Yeah, so that's done. Uh, fans are calling out Nintendo and. Camelot, 
Camelot? Camelot. <laughs> I'm gonna say Camelot Camelot. For lazy Mario Tennis Aces. This is something I noticed, but didn't really think anything of it. Because I, I played a little bit of Mario okay. Tennis Aces. Um, apparently... Uh, first of all, the game's pretty short. Right. So people are upset about that. And it is a $60 game, so I understand that. Mm-hmm. But... According to Nintendo Life, Mario Tennis Aces has been out for over for just over a couple weeks now, and players have started to get well and truly stuck in have started to get well and truly stuck into everything it has to offer. That's a that's that, a European slang. Yeah. That's a that's a that's an English slang right yeah, there. Yeah, I don't like that. Unfortunately, it seems that many aren't happy with certain aspects of the game, with some going as far as calling Nintendo and the game's developer, Camelot, lazy. This tweet below shows the moment when a player manages to defeat the game's third boss. I'm going to play it and mute it. Uh, You'll no doubt be aware that defeating these bosses earns you a power gem, but watch what happens when the treasure chest opens. So I didn't even know it's supposed to give you a power gem because there's no... Yeah, As- nothing happens. There's no asset for a power gem in the entire game. Jeez. They just forgot to put it in. Yeah. Which is a glaring oversight, if I do say so myself. However, I don't think it's like docked points to the game because they've missed an asset, you know? Yeah. I f- well, the thing is, it's Nintendo who are known for like their polish. That's true. And like an oversight like this is pretty glaring. This is something that can be patched. Yes. I mean... Let's be let's be real here. We live in a patching world. This is this is going to get patched out. And Nintendo Life says whether a patch will be implemented to fix any issue, such as the remain this remains to be seen. But it seems very strange for something like this to pass through Nintendo, usually near flawless quality assurance. Yeah. Uh, so that's really the whole article is about just that one asset missing. Yeah. Um. Oh, other people are saying that like uh, the single player is just a big disappointment. Um, I've heard it's not like as good as like some of the other games. I know AJ talked about this on his podcast. Um, one of the big problems is, again, their UI. When you're trying to play online, mm-hmm. like me and AJ want to play against other people. So that you'd think that's duos. Yeah. No, because we're on separate switches. It's not duos. It's singles. And then you go into another submenu for duos. Right. That's dumb. Dumb stuff like that. Anyway, we got a $5 super chat from our best friend, Fred. Yes. Gonna mansplain Will as to why he needs more mango videos and Bob over here looking like coconut head. I'm going to have to Google. You do kind of look like you have a coconut head with that haircut. Uh, That is a character from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Yes. I mean, I don't have, listen, I don't have bangs. Yet. Yet. (laughs) All right, let's plow through something else. Okay. Um, where are we? We are somewhere. Uh, this is just a mishmash of news stories. Uh, well, you want you do one. All right, Bob. What was your biggest problem with the Last Jedi? Wasn't sexy. I know. <laughs> well, I got good news for you. Yes. Episode nine is going to be very sexy. Nice. Because Billy D. Williams is oh, back. Okay, that's where you're going. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> 
according to the Hollywood Reporter, the actor who famously played the galactic gambler Lando Calrissian will reprise the role in Star Wars Episode Nine, the next installment from Lucasfilm. Chatter about Williams joining the production, which is set to begin later this summer, increased in recent days when the actor bowed out of an upcoming sci-fi and pop culture convention, citing conflict with a movie schedule. Sources confirmed to Hollywood Reporter that Williams is indeed returning to the Star Wars film franchise for the first time since 1983's Return of the Jedi. That's incorrect. Billy Dee Williams has returned to Star Wars on multiple occasions. He was in Jedi Outcast. He reprised Lando. I didn't know he that. He was in an episode of Rebels. I did know that. Yeah. So he was played Lando in uh, the Lego movie. Right. So this is not his... This is his first return to live action Lando. Did he also play Two-Face in the Lego movie? Yes. Because he played Harvey Dent in Batman 89. And was supposed to play it in Batman Forever. But there was a changeover. Uh, like people, apparently he was pissed. Yeah, they he bo- only did it in the first one because he wanted to play Two Face. Yeah, and yeah, they pushed Two Face to the third movie. Yeah, and they like bought him out of his contract, right? And gave it to Tommy Lee Jones. Great. Um, and this is following up on recent news that Carrie Russell has also uh, joined the cast of Star Wars Episode Nine. Carrie Russell, of course, played Felicity in J.J. Abrams' TV show Felicity. She was on The Americans. She was a bit player in Mission Impossible 3 and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. So hopefully this is a franchise movie where she actually does something more than die or (laughs) walk around quietly behind somebody else. True. Yeah. Uh, I'm stoked. I'm very excited. I've always... Like, when Carrie Fisher died, I said, like, the easiest thing you can do is bring Lando in because he's the only remaining original cast member who has any sort of significant weight to him have him sort of fill the role that she would have obviously couldn't be a one-to-one replacement but he's the closest one that like could carry that same torch people loved seeing him in the lead up to solo yes not so much in solo yeah in the lead up to solo um i wanted him in in episode eight yeah Uh, the whole time i was like he's got he, he would fit so well yeah as a replacement to Han, you know? Yeah. Um, so hopefully we get that. Yeah. No, I'm I think we will. I think he's going to. I think he's going to do well. I think it's going to be, you know, the way they've handled. All right, screw it. The way they've handled all the returning characters, yes, including Luke, has been great. So disagree. I, <laughs> I feel like Lando's going to be done. Like he's going to fit in. It's going to feel natural, and it's going to it's going to work very well. And I'm excited to see what Carrie Russell. Has you've, to do. you've had some interesting. Twitter tirades about Luke recently. Yes. In episode eight. Yes. I would encourage people to go to Will's Twitter and look at it. Yes. Link is in the description somewhere. <laughs> I disagree, but I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to just unpack Tor in a box okay. in the chat who says, Bob Wolf, all one word, but spelled correctly. You're my freaking religion. 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 <laughs> yes. Tell that to the IRS. Yes. So that I don't have to pay any taxes anymore. Uh, we also got a $5 super chat from Yosef. Uh, late, but here. Yes, thank you. Anybody thank you. who's late ha- is required to pay a late tax. Yes. Yes. It's only a dollar, though. $5 yeah. is too much. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. There, there's been no official announcement from Disney as to... Uh, f- who's actually in the movie besides re- obvious returning characters... Um, usually they'll have like some news thing where it's like, oh, we started filming. Oh, we read the script or something like that. They haven't done that yet. 
Um, but it, but we do know it is supposed to start filming later this summer. So I feel like once that happens and they finally confirm, like, yes, Billy D is back, that, that's a good thing. Also, I don't know if you saw, but like... Oh, they haven't confirmed it. Disney hasn't, but like everyone else is pretty much saying like, yeah, no, Lando's in the movie. Okay, well, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't, also, I don't know if you saw, but Mark Hamill recently revealed he shaved. Mm. So everyone's Oh, that like, means he's not in it. Well, we don't know. Oh, he could be a ghost. His force ghost might be uh, younger Luke. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Be I, want a rede- I want a Luke redemption. You had your Luke redemption no, at the end of- Yes. I did not. Yes. Go to his did. Twitter and read his <laughs> dumb, stupid stuff. Your dumb, stupid stuff. I'd like to stay off topic okay. and look at the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive toys. Oh, yes. These are awesome. First one, Marvel Studios' first 10 years Red Skull and Tesseract. So yeah. it's Red Skull holding a Tesseract with a giant Tesseract <laughs> next to him. <laughs> that is cool. That is cool. Also, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles four pack. Not interested. No, thank you. I feel like I feel like this show is gonna be okay, and I've heard like it's not necessarily bad, but I hate the character design. Yeah, so much. Not good. Uh, well, too different. I don't want to say not good. I don't know. I thought because the the, la- the last show was so good, mm-hmm. and like th- this is I don't know. Lego Aquaman Solo, a Star Wars story, and Ant Man and the Wasp sets. They're little mini sets. Yes, I like these little. But, mini sets. but they're nice. Yeah, um, forty dollars each. <laughs> Marvel superheroes, uh, Deadpool as a cowboy, uh, Sheriff Deadpool, Lego. Yeah, Lego. These are usually go for a lot of money. Yeah, Those and con- Lego like Cowboy Deadpool is online lottery only. Oh damn! Yeah. So what does that mean? It means uh, you got to sign up online and hope that you get it. Damn. Bumblebee Volume 1 Retro Rock Garage. <laughs> the hell is this? it's It's Bumblebee as what looks like, what is that, a Mustang? I think it's Camaro. a Camaro. It's a Camaro, yeah. Oh, because he's a Camaro. It's a modern twist on the classic design. Uh, this retro theme, Bumblebee, features a 1977 Camaro that transforms into the titular hero, but will also feature two Dinobots called Dairu and... Aruza, who were previously only available in Japan. Also, the Dinobots turned into cassette tapes. <laughs> also, SH Figuarts unmasked red and green Power Rangers. This is cool. SH Figuarts makes great toys. They make the best Power Ranger toys. They are also $60 each. <laughs> Damn. Well, yes. Yeah. That, that makes sense for SH Figuarts. I have some Mega Man ones, and they're great. Yeah. Uh, Tommy looks great. Mm-hmm. Red Ranger face looks Jason. a little weird. He kind of looks like... Uh, Elvis who just got punched. Yeah. But that's some good quality yeah. right there. Uh, Forces of Destiny, Chewbacca, and Porgs. So, Star Wars Forces of Destiny, those are like those little animated shorts that they do. They have a line of toys, but they're marketed towards girls. So, that they're, there's weird in-between, between like six-inch action figures and Barbie-scale action figures. Like So, they're like this middle ground. And this looks like it's trying to be more in line with that. But I feel like a character like Chewbacca is very hard to do for that kind of design. I don't like when they make the face plastic. Yeah. If the whole thing's going to be hair... The face has to be hair, The face has to be hair. You can't just put... He looks real weird. Yeah. Porgs look great, though. Porgs are great. (laughs) Star Trek, Starship, Legends, Cloaked... Okay, I don't care about that. Cloaked Romulan Bird of Prey. (laughs) Pretty much every Funko Pop you could imagine. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a Taika, Soldier, Wa- 
Soldier 76 in his uh, barbecue dad outfit. Yeah. Taika Waititi, the director of Thor Ragnarok. Oh, just straight up Taika Waititi. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool in a cheerleader outfit. And yeah. who's that on the top? Uh, what's her face from Game of Thrones? Who was Diana Rigg plays? I don't know because I don't watch that show. Also a dead Yamcha. Which is oh, not, yeah, not pictured. I, did, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, also, Defenders Rail Authority five packs. So yeah, this, this looks Defenders. Yeah, this looks awesome. It's all the from the Marvel Netflix show, the Defenders. Even stupid ass Iron Fist. He's all alone on the yeah. Because oh, uh, nobody wants to. They're in like a. They're on like a subway yeah. car. Oh, that's Colleen Wing. That's oh, that's cool. She was the only good character in that whole show. Just a Guillermo del Toro action figure, no problem. Yeah. Just not him playing character. Just straight him. up Guillermo del straight Toro. Straight from NECA. Only 40 bucks. Yeah. Uh, some Steven Universe plushies. Uh, Star Wars Black Series, Bespin Han Solo, and Minoc, the little bat thing. The little bat thing from Empire. That's really cool. Yes. That's a big box, too. Yeah. Uh, 112, Pu- Punisher, and Batman Beyond. I'm a big fan of that Batman yeah. Beyond. From Mezco, $85. These are 12-inch figures. so much. I know, but they're like super detailed, like real fabric and whatnot. Saru from Star Trek Discovery. Mini bust. Uh, comic color Batman versus Superman action figures. Ooh, ooh, I actually like these. Oh, the colored uh, They're Batman colored like, cool. yeah. They're colored like they are like comic book primary colors. Nice. A weird looking inf- Oh, a some some Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, uh, okay. You know, those little tiny Disney Yeah, I never I don't get like all the Disney stuff are like some some. The the I think these are the Ninja Turtles, the diecast Ninja Turtles. No, no, these are the NECA Ninja Turtles movie Ninja Turtles. So NECA made like twelve inch movie action figure Ninja Turtles. Right. They're huge, but they're beautiful and they're super expensive. They're coming out with a you know regular uh, six seven inch set. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And this is uh, f- you buy when they when they're available. You're gonna buy them individually at Comic Con. You can either buy them in a set or in a sh- with a street diorama. Yes. So this is two hundred and fifty dollars for the street diorama. God, do I want these figures? <laughs> it's gonna take up so much room. I know. I mean, I'll settle for just the set. I don't really need the street diorama, but Jesus. Uh, Star Wars: The Vintage Collection, Doctor Afra comic set. So I guess this is yeah. So this is uh, from the current line of Marvel comics. Doctor Afra and her droids, uh, BT and Triple Zero. Uh, she was like the runaway uh, favorite from the new line, so they're finally giving her her own action figure. Uh, it's part of the three and three quarter inch black series that they're re- they're repackaging. Uh, He-Man laughing Prince Adam. This is funny. This is from that meme. Yes. Uh, $35. That's it. It says it's, what's interesting is that uh, He-Man is a Mattel product, but this is made by Super 7. Interesting. Yes. This is the, the from the music video, the four non-blondes. Thing. Yes. I said hey. hey. That. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to plow through this here. Voltron yeah. figure set by Bluefin. Bluefin makes great stuff. Yes. 70... 70 bucks for a transforming, disassembling Voltron is great. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Because Voltron gets mad expensive. Hot Wheels, Star Wars, Marvel, and DC sets. I really oh, like the action comics one. Yeah, yeah, that looks nice. That looks cool. Yeah. It's Superman with the thing. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Girls t-shirt. <laughs> okay, that's it. I think yeah. that's it. All right. That's, so if you're going Good to stuff. San Diego Comic-Con, cool. Yeah. Hit me up. 
send buy me, some stuff for me. Yeah, send me that Ninja Turtle set. <laughs> um, we also got a super chat. I we believe. did somewhere. Um, Ray Zeflin, two dollars. Crap, the late tax was real. Bob Splatoon stream. Uh, I think that's gonna be our next multiplayer stream. Is Splatoon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Yes. Uh, let's jump back to Switch stuff real okay. quick. Um, where are we? We're somewhere. Uh, I think we did all of your Switch stuff. I think we did. Do you yeah. have one? I have one. Uh, f- all right. So this may not sound like a big idea at first, but it leads to bigger questions. This year, WWE 2K will not get a Switch release. Uh, One year ago, publisher Take-Two announced that WWE 2K18 would be coming to the Nintendo Switch, the first WWE game on a Nintendo platform since 2012's WWE 13 for the Wii. The return was as disastrous as it was brief, because WWE 2K19 won't be on Nintendo's console. The game will not be available on the Nintendo Switch, a Take-Two rep shared in a statement today, uh, as first reported by Power Up Gaming. 2K is focused on making the best possible experience for WWE 2K fans, and will continue to evaluate all opportunities to deliver franchises across deliver the franchise across additional platforms. Last year's WWE 2K18 was a big deal. It was the first WWE game on a Nintendo console in years. They made a big deal about it. They had the the cover star Seth freaking Rollins come out and say like, "Hey, we're coming out on the Switch. It's going to be great." The game came out and it was it was garbage. It was horrendous. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Like, not just that it was slow, like, everything about it was, like, broken. So, instead of, like, trying again, they were just saying, like, nah. I think Spawn Wave has a good video on it. Yeah. About how absolute trash the game was. Uh, The article goes on to say, The hot launch of the Switch last year resulted in a myriad of third-party publishers jumping on board and pushing some games that normally wouldn't be on the console. Normally wouldn't be on a Nintendo console. Take two put out WWE 2K18 and also a remaster of LA Noir. And of course, they also want to talk about Bethesda and all the stuff they're putting out and Fortnite. Um, the added support for Switch versions of major games is good for the Switch owners, but the initial waves of support from these companies have yet to produce a bigger follow up. For Take Two, the announced Switch lineup for this year is smaller. Uh, WWE 2K19 is out, but NBA 2K19 is still slated for the Switch. 2K doesn't do good Switch ports, I don't think. No. Yeah, there are other ones. I mean, good either. I think LA Noir was fine, but that's more like a Rockstar thing. Yeah. And they're like separate. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, no, EA does FIFA. That yeah. was bad, I think. Yeah. FIFA was bad. Uh, I think the first basketball one they did was bad. I don't remember. People said it was yeah. bad. I don't know. Uh, um, I mean, it's good that they recognize there's a problem. And they're mm-hmm. taking a step back. Hopefully, they put it out like next year or something. But, you know, this was sort of a problem that happened with the Wii. You know, third party developers would like put out their stuff on the Wii because it was the biggest console, but it was always a lesser product and, the, and it suffered because of it. And then slowly over time, they're just like, eh, we're not going to even bother this anymore. What, what's the point? I, they probably tried and were like, it's not worth it because we're just going to screw it up again. Yeah. You know, next year. You know, work on the next one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they have teams, and they're probably like, yeah. you know what? We're going to skip one to make sure it's really good. Yeah. Hopefully, that's what they're doing. I think so. Because if, if they pull back this, there's a big chance they'll pull back other titles. And that's true. Yeah. 
And if they do this, then there's nothing stopping EA from doing it and Activision and everybody else. AJ says 2K18 is among the best ports. I guess he means NBA. Yeah. I don't know anything. I don't know. I, I do know that. Like, I'm not a basketball player. Well, I mean, WWE 2K18 had a lot more problems than just the Switch port because it's still running. It's not even running on the No Mercy N64 engine. It's running on the SmackDown PlayStation engine, which was a worse game. That old? Yeah. Why? I don't know. That's ridiculous. Yeah. We got $5 from Youssef. Youssef. <laughs> Do you think any Nintendo games will become uh, involved in the esports scene? Splatoon 2, maybe? Yes. Smash Brothers. Yeah, Smash Brothers. I think Splatoon 2 also. I, the very first trailer they put out for the Switch, there was a big uh, emphasis on esports. They also they show competitive gaming. They also started a whole. They call it Nintendo Versus. Yeah. So they they had they they want to do East. They haven't yeah. really done enough. No, I feel like they're going to wait for Nintendo Online to finally launch, and I think they're going to do it in their own way. I think Smash Bros. Ultimate is going to be. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go hard with they're, esports on that. They're they're not going to like so much be part of like Major League Gaming or. Evo or something like that, although they will be like tangentially related, they're gonna have like their own separate thing. But they, they, yeah, they did have they had the Invitational at uh, yeah. at E3. Mm-hmm. Their, their big thing is gonna be Smash Brothers. They talked about Splatoon mm-hmm. when they did when they launched uh, Nintendo Versus. Arms was another one. Yeah, and I think Mario Kart. I can see that was in uh, yeah the Versus thing, but that's not gonna be an esport. Yeah. Okay, let's plow through some more stuff. Will we also have an unboxing to do? Okay. So, uh, more combat reboot. Yes. So, a character sheet for an upcoming Mortal Kombat uh, movie reboot was leaked, and it is very different from the Mortal Kombat you and I know. Okay. Pop culture side hashtag show reported earlier this week that the Mortal Kombat reboot will feature an original character in the lead role, a Cole Turner. He is described as a struggling and widowed boxer who cares more about his young daughter than anything and is said to be incredibly determined in the face of adversity. The cast of characters include the usual Mortal Kombat crew, Kano, Sonya, Raiden, Liu Kang, uh, Shang Tsung. Also listed are some characters deeper in the Mortal Kombat lore, like, uh, f- oh, I should know this character, Dramin, Nitara, and Rico. Not included are series, series stalwarts like Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and Johnny Cage. Sub-Zero and Scorpion not being in Mortal Kombat is a big deal. Yes. They're in every game. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, you need some ninjas. Yeah, in there. you need those ninjas specifically. Somewhat surprisingly, the cast breaks down Raiden. The casting breakdown for Raiden indicates that he'll be portrayed as a 14-year-old boy named Jin. <laughs> That's dumb. Those alterations to Mortal Kombat lore and the addition of Cole Turner as a key character, he fights alongside Sonya and Jax, reportedly. Drew confusion from fans of the fighting game series, but according to the movie's producers and screenwriters, fans shouldn't be concerned. Fans shouldn't consider the cast of characters final. If you're already thinking about making major alterations to Mortal Kombat this early, then that's not a good sign. No. <laughs> no. Because remember This sounds like a like a like a like a bad time. This is gonna be a bad <laughs> Remember, like, years ago, that, like, gritty, hardcore reboot of Mortal Kombat that came out and, like, where, like, Reptile was a cannibal and something? I thought you liked that. I did. Because that, like, at least stuck with its idea. It followed it through. And, like, it, it made sense in a Mortal Kombat way. 
adding 14 year old kids to it and like a, a pov character who's not from any of the games that's that you're changing mortal Kombat. you're, you're taking a step away from what mortal Kombat is mr brock rock says isn't Jin already a character in mortal Kombat lore i think so is it not raiden before he was raiden no uh there's a character called kun Jin. he's a this, he's related to Kung Lao. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I hope they don't make this. Yeah, I hope <laughs> they don't make this either. Uh, part of the reason why Warner Brothers bought Midway, like uh, most of Midway's assets when Midway folded, was to get the movie rights to Mortal Kombat. Right. And they've done a phenomenal job with the games. The games are better than they've ever been. Do not make this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what All else right. is there to plot there? Next up, um, trying to think. The Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie is apparently real. Ugh. Before it was all rumor, but now it's official. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix has finalized his deal to star as the arch nemesis of Batman, and shooting begins in September in New York. Todd Phillips is directing and co-wrote the script, which the studio describes as an exploration of a man disregarded by society that is not only a gritty character study, but also a broader cautionary tale. Scott Silver co-wrote the script. Scott Silver uh, wrote Eight Mile. Todd Phillips, of course, co-wrote and directed the Hangover movies. I want this even less than that Mortal Kombat film. Like, I will take a million of those Mortal Kombat films. I don't mind Joaquin Phoenix being the Joker. Yeah. I mind a solo Joker movie. I'm not how you're supposed to be seeing the Joker. Even worse, it's an origin story. Yeah. Giving the Joker any kind of origin, like... Ruins the character. Completely goes against yeah. everything that we're supposed to know about this character. The pro the project's budget is in is in the reported fifty five million dollar range, which is low for a superhero film. But this is supposed to be like a dark and gritty, like gangster tale. Martin Scorsese's producing and all this other crap. And keep in mind that this is in addition to the Jared Leto solo Joker movie that's apparently in the works. Oh my God. The Harley Quinn solo movie that's apparently in the works that will feature Joker. Suicide Squad two, which will feature the Joker. Birds of Prey, which features Harley Quinn and the Joker. The problem is that these movies make money. Yes. Like, that's why they need to keep farting them out. But what I don't understand is why we're having two Joker movies completely separate of each other. Like, one is in the established universe, one isn't. Uh, well, we're, uh, we're getting a Venom movie. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm not saying that that makes sense either. Yeah. I'm just saying this is how these people and are put thinking. Because they know way. it's just going to make money. If Batman is not in this at in any sense of the word, then then why bother? Because like Batman is as important to the Joker's origin as Spider Man is to Venom's. It has to be a Batman movie. Yeah, it can't be just a Joker movie. Yeah, you and, can't. Joker does not exist without Batman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes, they yes, yes. That's the whole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, Devin says DC Cinematic Universe is really bad. It is. Mark Murphy says solo Joker movie. <laughs> He's so excited about it. Yeah. Is, is that, do you have anything else here? I don't have to really think. I'll just plow through this real quick. We got our uh, we got our first official look at Zachary Levi as Shazam. Oh, I'll take a look at that. Oh, that's uh, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck playing Shazam. He's just drinking a soda with Freddie Freeman. 
outside of convenience oh, this store. Oh, this is an official look because yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this we've was... had like leaked looks before, but this is like the first time Warner Brothers is like, yeah, no, this, this is from us directly. This is some nerd with a camera on set. Mm. So there you go. He likes soda, apparently. Yeah, well, because he's a he's a ten year old kid, right? So there's that, and then I'm excited for this. Uh, we're getting a new RoboCop movie written by the original writers of RoboCop One. And it's being directed by Neil Blomkamp, who did District 9. Oh, that might actually be good. Yes. Well, I was, I was telling, talking with a friend before, like, oh, Neil Blomkamp, he directed District 9. That's great. And Elysium. Okay. And Chappie. Oh. Like, he's had diminishing returns. Chappie, I thought it was supposed to be good. And it's not. Oh, okay. No. Um, but, I mean, this, uh, this is RoboCop, and he... He has said like he's Robocop was one of the biggest influences on him. So I feel like this like is something he understands. He will take it seriously. He will do his best with that. Uh, he was supposed to do an alien sequel with Sigourney Weaver and Michael Bean. And it would that be a direct sequel amazing. to Alien to, uh, Aliens, which would have been great. But Ridley Scott decided, no, I want to do unrelated films involving aliens. So Executor 66. Best Batman game other than the Arkham games. Um, best Batman game other than the Arkham games, the NES one, Batman on the NES. Okay, that's a that's a perennial favorite of people. Um, either either Batman and Robin on Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis, those were really good. Um, I have Batman Vengeance for GameCube. I haven't played it yet, but that's supposed to be. Good. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought for sure you were gonna bring that up. Yeah, no, I haven't played it yet. I have it, but uh, SJR says. $5 Super Chat. Sonic Movie News. Can't remember if you guys talked about it or not. Like Jim Carrey voicing Robotnik, among other things. That was a while ago, wasn't that it? That was a while ago. Um, I think... So, you think it's dumb. I... Voicing, I might be able to get behind. This is a live-action hybrid. I think... I'm all for it. I think they're just going to prosthetic the hell out of him. And I think there, there are other fun. actors I feel like who could have pulled this off better. Well, and I, I tweeted this out. Think about the Grinch. Think right. about a series of unfortunate events. Right. Like the, he he can play a character very well. You know. I know. No, I know he's a good actor. But when I think of Robotnik, I have a very specific image in my head, and he does not fit it even under mountains of prosthetics. I think he. I think Robotnik has to be very. He's got to be huge. He's got to be very yeah. loud and, and yes. have a lot of character. Yes. So he needs to be exaggerated. And I think Jim Carrey could do that. Fair. I just think there were much better choices. Uh, JMS TMS, $2. What is it going to take to get Cuphead on the Switch? A lot. Yeah, that's a Microsoft exclusive game. Microsoft funded it. Well... See, but even that's not a valid uh, answer anymore because it's Minecraft. I think... So, the next one, maybe. But my, Microsoft would have to pretty much tear down their walls. You know? Yeah. Which they could do that. Yeah, they're going more in that direction. I feel like Nintendo's relationship with Microsoft and vice versa like, is strong now to the point where we could start seeing you know, Cuphead on... The developers Switch. of Cuphead, I'm sure, are very comfortable where they are because, yeah. you know, Microsoft treated them very well. And they mm -hmm. had great success because of it. Um, all right. I'm going to unbox some stuff. All right. Unbox some call stuff. It a day yeah. here. All right. I don't know what this is. 
but okay. it's from Bay Wong Men. <laughs> you know? You know our friend? Yep. Big Wong. Big Wing Wong. Yep. Yep. None of that no. was true. Oh, it's one of these DHL packages that is uh, big and has a lot of tape. I always wonder if there's going to be any foreign, like, bugs or anything that's going to come out of these things. Again, it's also scary because I don't know what's in here. Yeah. I think I should know. Uh, yeah. Let me just cut towards me, which is what you should always do. Always do that with a knife. Oh, what is this? It's a battery case. Some sort of switch thing. Yeah. It is a case. Looks like it's got it's a, a grip situation. No. Now, I did talk to these people, and mm -hmm. I completely forgot what it is. Oh, there's something else in here. Oh, there's two things? Yeah. This is the protective case for the Nintendo Switch. Okay. And this looks like it is a spare USB-C cable and charger. Oh, my God. I have so many cases. Why did I agree to this? <laughs> Oh, it's got a. Uh, it's one. Of, oh, okay, oh. it's one of these grips that you have to try out. Interesting. It does not offset, which no. is the big sell for the Satisfy grip. Yes, and the more I played with the Satisfy with the offset, like the more I understood where he was right. coming from with that. But this is rubber and probably more portable. Yes, especially because it comes with a big ass case you can put it in. Oh, that's the sell right here. Is yeah. that yeah? The the case fits the entire thing yeah. with the grip. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, let me take. And it came with an extra one of these. I think this is what I wanted the most. So this is a USB-C charger. Yeah. It's an aftermarket one. I don't recommend using aftermarket yeah. ones. But I think this is made specifically for the Switch. Oh. So this might be... I'm going to have to try this. Yeah. It's worth a shot. I, hopefully it doesn't break my Switch. Oh, it also comes with a dock. That's, what, that's the big deal there. Give me that. Okay. This is the big deal right here. This is from uh, Skull & Co., I believe. Did I read the back? Does it say it on the back? Uh, yeah, Skull & Co. Okay, so zoom in on this guy here. So this this is a cool dock. Um, you push it and it pops up. Oh. So it's more portable. So you take it around. Oh, it's got all the things here. Now, everybody's all up in arms because on... Version 5.0 of the Switch software docks brick switches. Now. Yes. So this is a big risk using something like this. Mm -hmm. But I'd imagine that it's fine. Especially with an aftermarket charger, I'd be a little weary. But I'm yeah. going to have to test it out and see if it works. So buyer beware. But the whole sell of this thing is that it's compact and you push it and it pops up to hold the switch. Right. That's pretty cool. Okay, now this next one. Alright. I have a feeling I'm going to make a video on this. Zoom out. Uh, you might want to zoom out and then zoom back in. This is a fight stick. Oh! very poorly packaged. My God. Why would... Who's the fight stick from? Excuse me? Who's, who's sent the fight stick? It's by Mixbox. This is a very custom fight. It's also very expensive. Oh, oh, it's got WASD on it. Yes, it's very. This is a very Jeez. weird fight stick. It is packaged very poorly, especially for an expensive yeah. fight stick. You know, I'm not taking this out of the package. You get the idea. Yeah, I'm gonna probably make a video on this. Um, it's got the switch buttons, but it's got WASD instead of where. Uh, 
a joystick would be. Yeah. Which, WASD is the worst part about PC gaming. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's, um, you don't get a full range of movement. Right. But for fighting games where you only do down directional yeah. and right and all that stuff, you know, this is perfect. So, I know we've talked about it on the show, but there exists a melee fight stick that is all buttons. The D-pad, the C-sticks, everything. Yes. It's like this big, and there was a lot of controversy over whether or not a fight stick like that would be allowed in tournaments. Right. This reminds me a lot of that, because yes. you can just basically like do this, and you're a lot faster. Yes. Oh, there's buttons on the back, too. Damn. Oh, I'm not- don't worry, it's And the side. Okay, so there's four <laughs> buttons on the back. Yeah. Three on the side. This is crazy. So I'll probably make a video on yeah. this or something. This bo- the horrendous packing job mix box. <laughs> I think Spawn Wave put up a video today on it. Yeah. So they got one. So God. I'm, I'm futzing around with this shell. Yeah. And I realize it's got different kinds of grips. It's got one kind of grip with an extra thumb, with extra finger rest, and one that doesn't have one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, if, you know, you can rest it this way. Well, that's yours. Take it. Home. Play right. with it. I will. I will play with it and report back next week. Uh, Which remind him. Turn on my switch for the first time in like two weeks. <laughs> remind him. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Mania Plus comes out next week. Yes, I really want to get that. Uh, it's. 1027 says oh snap the mix box uh fight stick that's the only thing i can play street fighter on i'm gonna have to get a fighting game in order to test this thing out yeah well there's like there's ultra street fighter there's the anniversary street fighter pokken tournament Ooh, oh i should get pokken tournament i know there's like one or two others i can't remember right now oh there's all those snk games i got a lot to do this week uh Simone Stig, at Bob, you know that that's wrong, said, seriously, whoever taught you how to use a knife? What? Why? Because I couldn't... You, uh, you come over and you try to friggin' open this stupid wrapping. They, like, wrapped it with saran wrap. Yeah. Like it's, uh, like it's a the, food. Am I taking the dock and plug no. them, too? Okay. No, you're not allowed to take the dock. All right, you can keep that. I do need to get a uh, secondary charger, but... Is this, this is Gio who says, WTF, I thought they were both the same guy. <laughs> we are we're like uh, James McAvoy split Eric Henley make fun of you for saying Pockhand tournament don't make fun of me make fun of them for having a stupid name now is when we talk to you guys yes as always you can reach us using the hashtag WolfdenLive on Twitter if you left a comment on last week's WolfdenLive we will get to it and as well as I need a better thing you're for good this. you're fine you're good if you left a comment on last week's Wolfden Live, we will also get to it in this section. And guys, if you are watching us live right now, start leaving your questions. That seems way shorter than I, you. I got I I need I know of all my like in, incredible like made up spiels I have for this show, that's the one I know I need to work on the most. So if you've gotten to us using the hashtag Wolfden Live over mm-hmm. the course of this whole thing, I will read it right now. Um only Simone Stig right now. Thoughts on Incredibles 2 and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Also, Will, why do you put Ant-Man your top 10 MCU films? I liked it. It was good, but not top 10. So, we haven't seen either of those films. 
I'm surprised you haven't seen The Incredibles. I know, I'm really upset. Well, the problem is my the movie-going partner that I married hasn't seen Incredibles 1. Uh, you never married me. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> You've seen it. I've never seen the first You've Incredibles. You've never seen the first no. Incredibles? It is the best Pixar movie. I've never seen it. Well, Sorry. I'm going to fix that. So after we see Ant-Man, come over. We're going to watch. No, no, I'm not watching that. Um, so as to why Ant-Man is in the top 10, um, but the time it came out, it was the most different MCU movie. It was an actual comedy. It wasn't a superhero film that happened to be funny. It, you know, everyone's like, oh, Ragnarok was the first actual comedy of the MCU. It wasn't. Ant-Man was. And yes, Edgar Wright left the movie, but you can still see a lot of Edgar Wright's fingerprints all over it. The way certain transitions work, the way certain things are cut, you know, it still feels like an Edgar Wright movie. It feels like somebody trying to do an Edgar Wright movie, but doing it well enough. I feel like it's a, it was a new kind of character, somebody who was a criminal. You know, we hadn't seen that before. In terms of just the way the way they set up you know, a, such a minor character, but made him feel unique and different and important to the whole MCU. I feel like it pulled it off very well. Starler was a criminal. Touche. <laughs> um, I don't think it was that good. I, I, I think it's good. I, I put it in my top 10. Also, yeah, we haven't seen any of those movies. Sorry about yeah. that. Sorry about it. But uh, we'll be seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp. Tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with my Twitch stream tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, Movies at 6.30. It's like two or whatever hours. So. Yeah. So maybe after. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, now we will read comments from last week's Wolf Den Live. Yeah. So if you're listening to this now, you can comment on the YouTube video. And we will answer it in the following week. Yes. Just like Asia did. She said, you guys deserve way more subscribers. Thank you. Thank you. We do. <laughs> uh, also, Fred notes, he wrote the date and says, does that make this Slurpee Day? Yes. Yes. Today is 7-Eleven. Also known as avoid 7-Eleven at all costs because yes. it's probably going to be very busy. Um, also, don't have their iced tea that's flavored with maple syrup. Sounds like a good idea. Mm -hmm. Not a good idea. Also, don't have their iced coffee. It's very bad. It used to be good. I used to their get Their regular it. coffee is great. I used to get their yeah. iced coffee. I, I don't know what I had. I had their iced coffee. I was just like, no. I know what you had. Diarrhea. Probably. Iced coffee just does that. Yeah. Josh says, I see Bob is going for the fabulous and fabled Lord Farquaad look. <laughs> you don't know who that is. Uh, Shrek? Yep. Yeah, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Retro Workshop, just MCU, 20 films in total. I guess Ant-Man is 10th or 11th or something since half of the MCU films are bad. Okay, no. Yeah. Uh, also, some of the MCU TV shows are better than Ant-Man, even more so if he means Ant-Man 2, which is not as good as the first. <laughs> we haven't. We definitely didn't yeah. see it last week. Uh, if you mean just Marvel films, then it's 20th. Since there are so many good Marvel... Whoa. Oh, such as the X-Men films. Okay, I see what he's saying. I completely disagree with almost yeah. everything that you said. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, normally, nowadays when people talk about Marvel films, they mean the MCU. Yeah. It's like anything that came before that doesn't count. TV... Maybe Daredevil and Jessica Jones are bet is better than Ant-Man. That's about it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not good. 
I rip on Ant-Man saying it's not that yeah. good. But it's not that... I don't personally think it's that good as an MCU movie. However, every MCU movie is great. Yes. So even though I don't think Ant-Man is that good compared to the other ones, I still think it's a good movie. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. It doesn't suck. Yeah. I think, I, I don't think there is an MCU movie that sucks. Even, yeah, even, even the Thor movies. Yeah. Even the ones that like suck are still like pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Eric says, I kind of feel like a new 3DS wouldn't survive without Pokemon. That's a good point. Yeah. I agree. I think that it, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the Pokemon company knows something that we don't. It, that's why they're releasing everything on the Switch now. At first, it, you know, at first I think a new 3DS would be fine, but eventually you're going to want a Pokemon, like a real mainline Pokemon game on it. And when it doesn't come, it's not, that's not going to be good for the system. Fred told me he pulled seven, but I only see five. Anyway, the last one, Joe says, I still think a completely separate, and he spelled completely very weirdly, <laughs> uh, separate handheld from the Switch now would be a bad idea. It would just confuse consumers. Should I purchase the, quote, more handheld or the, quote, least handheld? How are they going to decide what games do goes to each platform? Like, what's going to happen with Pokemon? Besides, are they going to make a completely different platform just for kids instead of making the one they have more accessible to kids? You know what could help if they want to put out like a new handheld and have the Switch out at the same time? Just a, a, a B-side of the Switch? A unified account system. Oh. Like a real one. Like I, if I buy a game on the Switch, you know, as long as it's not the Breath of the Wild or, some, or Doom or something like that, I can play it on the 3DS. I like, think it would behoove them to do a 2DS situation. Yeah. For the Switch, where it's it's a smaller Switch that is only portable. Yeah. You can't dock it. Um, and then a UFI Cat system would be great. Yeah. Then if you want, you know, you play your regular Switch at home, then you have the other one yeah. to take with you. Um, I think with Switch Online, we're definitely going to get an upgraded account system. I don't know if it'll be a unified account system. Yeah. But an upgraded account system, for sure. Mm -hmm. And now... We are in the chat. Now we are talking to you guys live right now. So leave us your questions. Make them good. Yeah. We won't read any garbage ones. Yeah. Smoke Jaguar. The original Thor movie is one of my favorite MCU films. Mine too. What? Yes. I did a whole video on this one. Ragnarok I, came out. I thought that one. I thought everybody hates that one. No, everybody hates Thor the Dark World. I don't. The first, the two Thors are at the bottom of my list. Thor, the, the original Thor, I think, is great. Mostly because of Kenneth Branagh's directing. I feel like he was the perfect director to bring Thor to the big screen. And he did everything I wanted Kenneth Branagh to do with Thor. Right. I think Heimdall is one of the best MCU characters. Yes. He's great. Um, BLC, what do you think about Octopath Traveler? That comes out this week, Will. Yes, the demo, I think, happened, ha happened already. I didn't play it. I could not care less about Octopath Traveling. Not my cup mm -hmm. of tea. Not going to play it. Yeah. However, Captain Toad comes out this week, and that's what we're streaming on Sunday. There you go. Um, uh, D-Dub says, they'll never have a Switch Mini that's 150. What you can play Breath of the Wild, that you can play Breath of the Wild on, because what's the point in buying the $300 one? Um. 
I don't think anybody said 150. Did somebody say 150? Wait for what? Like a like if they make another switch, like a cheaper switch. Like oh a right. Well, because what's the dock? 90. Yes. So 300 minus 90. Oh, in Japan they released a dockless switch yeah. for 250. Yes. American. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think 200. I think they can release if they want to do a uh, a purely portable switch. Mm-hmm. 200. Yeah. Is a reasonable price point. Mm-hmm. And then it can go down from there. Yeah. Uh, Mark Murphy, Will, what is your oldest comic that you have? Uh, the oldest comic that I have from like from dating back to when I was a kid is probably, and I have to look this up, uh, Batman 472, part one of the Idiot Root story, which is very good. Um, and the, But the oldest comic I have at all is Amazing Spider-Man 33, the one where he lifts the big thing off of him that I talked about in my video today in memory of Steve Ditko. Yes. Watch that. At this point, you didn't mention my uh, original Ditko. I thought you were going to mention it. I was, but as I was writing it... Like, it just I, doesn't make sense to yeah, fit Yeah, it didn't, didn't make sense to fit in. I did want to bring up, though, that he worked on Indiana Jones. And the picture I found actually says his name at the bottom. Uh, so that's why I went with that. Uh, Mikey Joe. Why do you know how to pronounce Guillermo? Wow, I didn't do it, right? <laughs> why do you know how to pronounce Guillermo? I can't do it. I'm having a stroke. Call the police. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Why, why Guillermo, do we know? Guillermo del Toro. Yes, that's okay. how you pronounce okay. his well, name. Now you're yeah. trying too hard. Uh, I don't know. I heard it a million times. Yeah, he says it. He introduces himself. My name is Guillermo del Toro. I direct the Hellboy films, and I did the movie where the woman fucks the fish monster. <laughs> we got a super chat. Before we talk about the super chat, right. well, I forgot to do, and nobody reminded me, but I reminded myself the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. This one is from none other than Pitbull. <laughs> I know what this is. Somebody tweeted at Pitbull. This guy's name is Big Eyebrows, Big Ambitions. <laughs> and he said, hey, Pitbull, is this okay? And it's a picture from, it's a screenshot from Pokemon Go. He captured the shiny, uh, not shiny, no. The, is this shiny? The one with the squirrel with the sunglasses. Squirrel with the sunglasses. And it just says, he named it Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. And Pitbull quote tweeted it and wrote, Dale. <laughs> it's not what he wrote, but yeah. Yes, it is. Dale. 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 Oh, yeah. what does that mean? I don't, I'm looking it up now. I didn't know it was Spanish. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I guess that probably means like cool or something. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I thought he just wrote Dale. No. <laughs> I was like, why is this? All right, well, we got Pitbull's blessing, yeah. so that's good. Also, we got $2 Super Chat for Birdie Burnout. $5 Super Chat. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm devaluing you. Birdie yeah, Burnout. they just discovered a black granite uh, sarcophagus. They said it's likely Alexander the Great. My money is on Doom Slayer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope it is. I should have. So, I, in Pokemon Go, I named my Magikarp Raining Death. Yeah. But I spelled Raining I wanted to spell it like, you know, like like raining death like with like, E-I. Oh, like a king rain? Yeah. Yeah. But I forgot the G. And then when I add, I got called out and then I added the G and it was over the character limit. Uh-huh. So now it's raining fury. Uh, but I kind of want to make it doom slider. <laughs> it's just a magic harp yeah. flapping around on the floor. Uh, uh, Scott says, are you there, Bob? It's me, Scott. Hi. I'm here. Uh, we got a... 
hashtag Wolfden Live from Ildog13. Bob, what time do you go live on Twitch? Uh, usually 11.30. Yeah. So that's YouTube. Uh, yeah, that's twitch.tv slash Bob Wolf. We'll say it again at the end of this. And then there's also twitch.tv slash mm-hmm. Wolfden, which will happen sometime tomorrow. I don't know when. I got a lot of things on my plate. Yeah. Back off. Uh, nothing says, what do you think about the rumors of an upcoming Nintendo Direct on July 27th? I think, uh, I don't know about July. They do, they have a history of doing them after E3. Yeah. I think the, I, I think it's more likely August. Mm-hmm. I don't know about July. I think August yeah. is more plausible. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and you know what? Every time we try to predict what the Nintendo's doing... Nintendo does their own thing. Exactly. So I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, don't do that. Viper says, hey, the fish sex movie got him an Oscar. It did. Look, I'm not knocking uh, The Shape of Water. I'm just pretty sure that that's what he said to describe the movie. <laughs> I just got this. The Shape of Water, he means the shape of his genitals. Yes. Because he doesn't have a penis. <laughs> In the movie. Yes. Even though he talks about the fish penis. Yes. He says, you're going to see fish penis. There, yeah. you don't see any fish penis. You don't see fish penis. I was a little disappointed. I do know, I read something uh, with Doug Jones, the guy who played the fish monster, and he's like, yeah, we spent like a year just designing his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read like one or two more. Dita, Bob, how many levels in Toad Treasure Tracker? Like 50 or 100? Dude, I have no friggin' idea. I'll, I'll, I'll come to the stream on Sunday and you'll see. Yeah. Uh... Luke says, do you guys have any other siblings? Yes, the guy in the Dollar Shave Club commercial. Yes. You can click <laughs> on the link in the description to watch it. Uh, no, we don't. No. Except for the one in the attic. Yeah, we don't talk about him. Uh, Luca, GameCube games officially on Switch ever going to happen? Yes. 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 I don't know when. It sounds like it's going to be a while. Yeah. I've, I'm beginning to think the Switch is going to be a, like a long-lasting system. So, like... Average console lasts about five years. This is I feel like this is gonna last a lot longer than that. The way Nintendo's like slowly rolling everything out. Yeah. This is I mean this is the next console generation, the Switch. Yeah. It came out in the middle of the console generation. Yeah. So uh I think that we've got well Nintendo's yeah, Nintendo's usually behind a console generation, but yeah. this time they they jumped ahead. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be around a while. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But it's also going to sell a lot of units. So, uh, Diane Andy says, I'm with Bob. Thor movies are at the bottom. Not that they suck, but they aren't great. Okay. You're wrong, uh, but okay. Two, two homes, or is that Ty Holmes? Two homes. When is there going to be a Wolf Den Con? Um, Every con we go to is Wolf Den Con. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to say when you, you give us a lot of money. That too. Uh, Pete says, Mario Maker on the Switch, when is that going to happen? Uh, IGN teased an article today talking about yeah. how they say when Switch Online comes out, they anticipate a bunch of games, right. announcements and stuff. I also think that's true. They said, that's a great time for Mario Maker. And I said, holy crap. Yeah, that don't, is a great don't time do for Mario Maker. Don't do this to me. Uh... Chris BX, do you think Overwatch? No, because they would have said it by now. Oh, I thought he was just. Saying... I'm assuming he means Overwatch on the Switch, because that's what everybody yes. wants. I was just gonna say, I think about Overwatch sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I would love Overwatch on the Switch, but I don't think it's happening. Yeah, I don't think so either. 
I, I'm good. Nick and Gina T. Hi, Bob and Will. Hi. And goodbye. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolfden Live is every single Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolfden. If you can't make the show for whatever reason, we always put this up again on Thursday as an archive version for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do so. We are on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher as an audio podcast. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, be sure to subscribe, rate us, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. That speech I have down pat. Christy Robinson. Very important question last mm-hmm. minute. Not video related, but a uh, question. What are your favorite sandwiches? I like a good breakfast sandwich. I'm, I'm a basic bitch. I like, I like your uh, ham, turkey, lettuce, and tomato. That's a damn good sandwich. Yeah. Put uh, some cheese on that. Put some bacon on it. Bacon on any sandwich makes it a better sandwich. And get your sauces out of here. Sauces condiments go away. Condiments if you're a, if you're a restaurant or a, a sandwich maker do not assume that you that the, your customer wants a sauce on the sandwich already. Yes. Like well, yes. Some people, you know, if you want mustard on your sandwich that's one thing, ask them or have it off to the side. That gives you that gives me menu anxiety. Yeah. Like everything has sauce, and I'm like, like I'm uh, a ve- I don't want it. I'm a very picky eater, and I always ask for no this and no that. If there's like any sauce on, usually what I'll do is I'll I'll take it off myself because I don't want to like annoy the guy and potentially risk screwing up his order. If there's any sauce on it, I have to ask for none of that on there. See, see I don't mind sauces that mm-hmm. much. I've talked about this during a live stream. Apparently, people don't like when I call them sauces. They're sauces. Yeah. Condiments. They're sauces. They annihilate it with sauce. They do. When they put Always. sauce on it, it's annihilated with yeah. sauce. Just give me a little bit of sauce. Yeah. If I want ketchup, I want a little bit of ketchup. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't want mayo. No. If you're going to put it on there, a little bit. Also, I'm not going to complain. Also, every fast food restaurant that's not on Long Island, do not put mustard on your hamburgers. Yeah. You're... you're you're a crazy person. Yeah. You're insane. Ketchup is fine. Do not put mustard on your hamburgers. You're a psychopath. You're you a sadist. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out. Go to twitch.tv slash Bob Wolf to see me draw a thumbnail in a few minutes. Uh, tomorrow on twitch.tv slash Wolf Den, we have on twitch.tv slash Wolf Den, I've been playing Pokemon Yellow. I don't know what the hell is going to happen tomorrow, but sometime this weekend. Between tomorrow and or Friday, I got to play some Pokemon Yellow. Yes. So it might be late tomorrow. might be early tomorrow. I don't know. But I'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.